Today is our annual Vision Sunday, when we look back over the last year, we look forward into this new one. And in preparing this talk, you know, I've been struck again by just the wonderful things that the Lord is doing among us, right across the life of the church. He's blessed us so much that I won't have time to mention, obviously, everything today, but I do just want to share some stories that capture some of the amazing things that are going on. And to remind us of last year, here's an overview of some of what we got up to as a church. Wonderful. And you know, all our media pieces develop year in after year. Normally that was made up of photographs. Did you notice a lot of that was video? When this church began 21 years ago, we had a sense of what we believed the Lord wanted this church to be, and we wrote a vision statement, which in two sentences attempted to capture that vision. 
and it remains as true today as it was then. God has called us to build a growing, regional, biblically-based church in Nottingham, which will, in a creative and contemporary way, in the power of the Holy Spirit, worship God and communicate the gospel with compassion and generosity. We aim to make, train, and equip disciples to be effective in the extending of God's kingdom, to develop leaders, to plant new churches, and to contribute to the blessing of the whole body of Christ. And for 21 years, this statement has kind of defined the blueprints of us as a church. And once again, this year, I want to reflect and celebrate how we've worked this out as we seek to serve the Lord as a people. As I look at some specific aspects of our vision this morning, I hope you'll be encouraged again, as I am, that we are actually living out what God has called us to do. We are a church that is growing. Over 230 of you came to a newcomer's meal last year. I'm always encouraged by the number of people who come along on a Sunday here in church for the first time. You might be one of them this morning, and we are absolutely delighted that you're here. On the tables by the doors, the two booklets for people considering faith, why Jesus, and changing lives. Last year, we gave away over 7,800 copies of those, 30% more than the previous year. Evidently, more people want to experience what we get to as part of this family. And a little under a year ago, we invited you all to make room for more, and you did. One year ago, we were at a moment in our history when once again we faced the challenge of space for our adults, our youth and our children. The growth in numbers of our children in Trent Kids meant that the groups on Sundays were restricted for space and big, which is where all the 5 to 11 year olds spend time together on a Sunday morning, they had outgrown the space in the warehouse and they had to move across to the youth centre and use their auditorium. That meant on Sunday mornings, the youth had to be moved into a smaller space, making it difficult to include more young people. At the same time, the Lord continued to bring more people to be part of the church, and Sunday morning services were all but full. It was clear that the Lord was asking us to make room for more, which is a phrase taken from a verse in Isaiah 54, which in the Amplified Version says, Enlarge the sight of your tent to make room for more. At the time Isaiah wrote this, families lived in tents constructed of cloth made from goat hair suspended over poles and as the family grew they would add more poles and more cloth and the tent would continue to grow as more space was needed to accommodate everyone. Our tents today are portal frame warehouses and we believe that God was speaking this to us. Think big, spare no expense, enlarge your buildings to make room for more as your family grows. The opportunity which the Lord made clear to us was to repurpose the last undeveloped building on our site and to create a beautiful kids' centre, allowing us to give the youth auditorium back to the youth on Sundays and freeing up some of the rooms at the end of the adult auditorium, enabling a substantial increase in capacity for adults. Once again, the church took up the invitation and gave extravagantly. And in June, work began to transform the building previously known as the Ark into the Kids Centre. I can't believe that we're stood outside what's going to be the new Kids Centre. I'm so excited to see what it's going to look like. So why don't we fast forward a couple of months and take a look. 
transformation. As you can see, we've got this beautiful new exterior and a five metre extension to accommodate the new rooms and the brand new auditorium. But first, let's go and have a look at the reception. So this is our beautiful new reception area. As you can see, we've got these brand new touchscreen signing systems so the kids can get signed in and then head straight to their rooms. Hopefully having this central signing system will make things a lot faster. The whole of reception has been designed with kids in mind to make it engaging and welcoming for them. So let's head down the corridor and have a look at some of the other rooms. So some of the doors along this corridor lead to our amazing multi-purpose rooms. Some of them have dividers in, which means that we can use them in lots of different ways. And they've all got access to the super fun outdoor area as well. On a Sunday morning, our 5 to 11s meet in these rooms. All the furniture has been chosen to make this space comfortable and accessible for our kids to engage with God. So next along the corridor, we have our auditorium. I absolutely love this space. It's been amazing to see the journey from building site into this room that we're stood in today. On a Sunday morning, all of our 5 to 11s gather here for big. They do more worship, more teaching, but most importantly, they get to meet with God. We have this great new stage with more space for more worship, more teaching, for more gunge and more fun. Our events are only gonna get bigger and better. Each month, many volunteer hours were spent setting up rooms ready for a Sunday morning. But now with these purpose-built rooms, the team can focus on praying together and making the children their main focus. Oh. So we've got our own kitchen, which means that the kids can do baking workshops and we can cater for other events. It could get messy. So upstairs we have a mezzanine floor with an office and a breakout room it means that the team can get together and pray together before a morning session. So here is one of the last rooms that I want to show you. And I've got to say, it's one of my favorites. It's been so much fun working with people in the church to make sure that we get it just right. This is our sensory room, and it's gonna be perfect for babies and children with additional needs. Each section of the room has a different function to stimulate different senses. There's a touch wall, an area with loads of different lights, a swing, a soft area, and this special projector can help calm even the most stressed of team members. As well as being used by children in our church, we really hope that we're able to offer this room to external agencies and schools so families across Nottingham will benefit from it. What an amazing building. I just cannot wait to see this place full of kids. Just wonderful. Such a brilliant facility, which I know is going to serve our children for years to come. Creating the new Kids Centre has enabled Trent Youth to get back into their auditorium on Sundays, 
and here are Susie and Ollie to update us. As you can tell from the noise behind us, Trent youth are absolutely loving having their space back. Yeah, it's just amazing. This space is now incredible. And as part of the Making Room for More, we of course, we built this amazing wall, which means that the youth centre now has a proper auditorium as well as a proper sports hall. Yeah, and it just makes this whole space so much more flexible because it means that on a Sunday, we can be worshiping in here and Trent kids can be using the sports hall as well. As you can tell, we're loving it, the young people are loving it, and it's just so exciting to think about what God is going to do through the young people that come and use this space. The development of the Kids Centre has freed up rooms at the end of the adult auditorium, enabling a substantial increase in space for adults. Now we've made the auditorium bigger, we've also improved the stage and the sound system, making it easier for people to see and hear. A new Sunday entrance has been created, giving pedestrians and tram users direct access from Lenton Lane. We've also seen lots of other activity around our site. The remaining areas of rough land have been tarmacked and marked out, enabling us to park more cars and create a great outdoor event space between the buildings. And with the removal of various gates and fences within the site, it is now not only more attractive, but traffic flow is enhanced with the use of a second exit. We are so grateful for all God has provided for us through his people, faithfully and generously investing in this vision to make room for more. But as we've watched the work on our physical space progressing over this past year, we are most excited about what the Lord will do in and through the people who come into these buildings. From those who have invested time in planning and managing the work to those who've been involved in the building work, to you, the church, you have given so generously this project is and always has been about the work that God has done and will do in and through the people. Children, young people, adults will experience the love and nature of God expressed in wonderful ways in this city and across the world. We look forward to seeing what these amazing facilities will facilitate in the coming years. The ministries that will grow and expand and the lives that will be changed through the things that we do here. The building work might have finished, but the Lord is by no means finished with us yet. The older Trent kids are now settled into their new home. Earlier this month, they had the largest ever Sunday, 370 children under 11 on this site. And it... 
Fantastic. I spent last Sunday in there uh, with the 5211s and absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, they are in need of more team, and so if you would like to volunteer or just go and try it out with a view to volunteering, they would love to include you. We are borrowing some of the money to pay for the kids' center, but it's not too late to join in with those of us who have already given in contributing to making room for more if you'd like to. So you'll find copies of the brochure at the Connect desk. You can also access it on the website. And every gift brings us closer to the amount that we were aiming at. And we look forward to seeing all that God's going to do in our expanded spaces over this coming year. We worship God. Worship permeates everything we do as a church. So whether it's on a Sunday, Trent Kids, in small groups, or any other meeting, worship helps us to create environments where we meet with God, where we get to express our worship to Him. For example, last month, close to 200 young adults gathered together for an extended time of worship where the presence of God was so apparent. In addition to the 30 or so musicians serving in Sunday bands, there are numerous worship leaders leading in small groups and other ministry areas, including young people leading their peers in worship. The Worship Network has uh, over 130 people, and over this past year, we've held a range of events to invest in worship leaders. We also express worship in a variety of creative ways at events like the Dance Worship Workshops and the Closer event that we held on Monday, Thursday. We have an incredible team of artists, musicians, designers, photographers, filmmakers, uh, some on the staff, many of whom are volunteers, who give their time voluntarily to plan these events, as well as making all of the visuals and the films that you see each Sunday, including today, and many other things that lead us into worship in a variety of creative and contemporary ways. We're also a church which prays. Every Tuesday morning in term time, there are men's and women's prayer meetings uh, as people gather uh, on a Tuesday morning. Also, people gather before Sunday services. Others gather monthly for worship and prayer. We've also enjoyed um, having focused prayer events at certain times. In May, we joined with the Archbishop of Canterbury's Thy Kingdom Come events. And in the lead up to Pentecost, we had a specially created prayer space. And also, we hosted hundreds of people from dozens of Nottingham churches praying and worshiping together. <clears throat> Before Easter, the kids' team ran a prayer space in a primary school. Prayer is part of our day-to-day -day experience, and I love hearing stories of answered prayers. One of our Trent kids, who is four, was walking to school with her friend and was describing how she'd been prayed for about her bad dreams going away. And the friend said to her mum, who was an atheist, can we pray to God that my bad dreams would go away? And this little girl apparently made her mum pray every night about her nightmares, and they went away. I met a lady a couple of weeks ago who told me that one Sunday there were two words given from the front, one for neck pain, one for headaches, and she said, I had both. And so she came up for prayer, and she left symptom-free. On a subsequent service of the words given from the front, again, two applied to her, financial difficulties and struggling to conceive a baby. And again, she came up for prayer. The following day, I understand she interviewed for a job, which she got and is now working in it. And on taking a pregnancy test, she discovered 
She was already pregnant. So these are just a few examples of how God is answering prayers in all areas of church life, and I'm sure there are countless others I could share with you, but uh, we are grateful for every one. God, the God we serve, is utterly compassionate, and we want to extend God's compassion to those in need, both personally and practically. From the outset, we've longed to be the kind of church that practices faith in both words and deeds, to roll up our sleeves, be an actively compassionate church. And hundreds of you have caught that vision and are involved in serving others in need. And many thousands have benefited from your care and service through this past year, through ministries like the Soup Run, Prison Ministry, and Trent Debt Advice, to name just a few. In the last year, the Arches, the building next door, through there we supported over 3,000 people from 64 different countries, gave away over 3,800 pieces of furniture, not to mention the thousands of items of clothing and household goods and countless cups of tea and pieces of toast shared with visitors. Many of you contributed to filling the van by donating toiletries and towels and biscuits and other treats to give out to Archie's guests at Christmas, including one of our Trent kids who celebrated their birthday the previous week and decided to give one of his presents, after checking with the parents, of course, to uh, guests at the Arches there. And you were also invited to donate specifically Christmas presents, toys, and so on for children, which you did in abundance, and they were brought up by the children here to the front of the stage, so that many families were able to receive gifts that they would otherwise not have been able to. Whilst talking to one of uh, the visitors at the Arches, it became clear that she was particularly stressed about how she was going to afford Christmas presents for her grandchildren and amazed at having the freedom to choose from this vast array of donated gifts, this woman found toys that were absolutely perfect for her grandchildren. She left feeling absolutely over the moon that she was able to provide presents for her family. There's a growing community of families who are either currently fostering children and young people, or who are exploring the possibility of doing so. And as a result of an evening held last spring here, for those interested in fostering and adoption, three couples went forward to be approved as foster carers, and many more are in the process of being assessed. We express God's compassion not only in practical ways, but by building community with those who have never felt like they belong. The Arches Inspiring Change Program, AIC, ACE, supports people by giving them the skills to move on with their lives and increasing their self-confidence. Here's what one of the participants said about the course. I have always felt on the outside that I never belonged, but being on the ACE program has helped me to feel I, I belong. I'm now on the inside and part of a community. We have a number of people befriending refugee and asylum-seeking individuals and families from Zimbabwe, Albania, Nigeria, Gambia, Eritrea, Egypt, Syria, Iran, Afghanistan, Sudan, and Pakistan. No doubt that list will grow. And this is what one befriender told us about her experience. When we first met the person I have befriended, she was very isolated and didn't have any friends, so seemed genuinely excited to hang out. I expected that it may feel forced, but that hasn't been the case at all. 
We laugh together and cry together. She shares in my experiences and is there for me as much as I'm there for her. Very early on, she would share some of the devastating hardships she had faced, and then she would explain how she doesn't have anyone she could share these things with until I became her friend. God has given me so many opportunities to share Jesus with her. He is, has been and still is working in her life, and I just love getting to be a part of that. I'm also thrilled that we continue to be known as a church for our generosity. A little under a year ago, we had our Making Room for More gift day, and together we gave almost 1.9 million pounds on top of our regular giving. Absolutely wonderful. And that brings the total we have given to building projects over the last 18 years to over 10 million pounds, of which we have set apart about two and a half million pounds to be given away or spent on activities and things that benefit those outside our church. As part of the Making Room for More building project, we have set apart 22% of the money given, and we committed to give a portion of that to two main areas, Nottingham City Council's Children's Services and Love the One in India. And we've been working with Councillor David Mellon at the City Council on the plan to facilitate 100,000 pounds being used to fund projects, especially focused on children, which they could otherwise not afford to provide. And we, and it would be an understatement to say they, are very excited about what that money will enable to happen. From the Building Set Apart Fund, we've also made numerous gifts elsewhere, including, for instance, a couple giving 30,000 pounds to help the development at the Carpenter's Arms, known to many of you, a wonderful drug and alcohol rehabilitation center, many of whose residents are part of the family here and are probably present this morning. And another 30,000 pounds we gave to Tear Funds Relief Work in the crisis in East Africa, where 19 million people were in urgent need of food and safe water, uh, millions of them being children. Last month, we commissioned Tom and Helen Murphy to plant Dermot Valley Vineyard, and the following Sunday, we took up a special offering, and we gave over 73,000 pounds, plus some more from our set-apart fund to help that church get off to a really flying start. And you're not only generous with your finances. Last year, some of you cooked and served over 2,000 meals for guests attending Alpha and those serving at it. That's a lot of food. As small groups, you have given away free chocolates and coffees and Easter eggs and Christmas hampers and cold drinks and ice creams. One small group apparently gave away over 4,000 strawberries to people out shopping. You're also generous with your time. You know, there are well over 200 people who serve behind the scenes every Sunday to make our services happen across the age groups. And throughout the week, many of our areas of ministry are organized and run by you. Some time ago, someone added up all the serving work being done in and through the church's ministry, a vast spreadsheet, and it came to approaching 200,000 voluntary hours a year. So over a course of five years, that's nearly a million voluntary hours. That is absolutely amazing. Part of the generosity of this church is expressed in our ongoing commitment to various Trent members who are ministering abroad in India, Zimbabwe, 
and Japan using their unique gifts to pioneer different ways of sharing God's love in their communities, opening schools and centers for children with additional needs, needs, caring for the medical needs of children, starting businesses, employing and training people, running music festivals, and on and on. Some of you have also been on trips to Romania, Zimbabwe, and Mexico this year, blessing children and young people, serving at Compassion Ministries and Kids Clubs, and helping at an agricultural college. We also support a Somalian couple here in the church, Shino and Shania, who in the last year have seen over 100 people, Somalis and Muslims across the world, commit their lives to Jesus through social media and chat rooms. In our vision statement, we also aim to make, train, and equip disciples. In the last year, over 100 people completed the Alpha course, and 90 took part in a follow-on course called First Steps with Jesus. We've seen how God has intervened in people's lives through these courses, even down to the little details like who they get to sit next to. Two people who both came on their own to Alpha sat on the same table on the first week and discovered that they were about to start on the same training course together. Another woman who joined Alpha after coming to Trent alone for several weeks unknowingly sat with someone who works with her husband. 76 people, including eight young people, were baptized last year, and many of us enjoying celebrating our, actually by a tiny margin, our biggest baptism service yet, 29 people being baptized last Sunday. Trent kids have seen 35 first-time commitments this year in the 5 to 11s. Trent youth have seen young people making commitments to follow Jesus, most notably at the Youth Weekend Away this year when nine people decided to commit their lives to Jesus for the very first time. A whole host of courses were put on, discipling us in various areas of our lives, whether we're brand new to church or we've been following Jesus for many years, and those courses would include pre-marriage and marriage and parenting and parenting teenagers and single life workshop, groups supporting those who find themselves to be powerless, like Power to Change, courses helping us understand our identity in Jesus, like First Steps and Freedom in Christ, and many others that I don't have time to mention, all seeking to deepen and strengthen our walk with Jesus. One of the ways we, one of the primary ways really for relationship, but also training and equipping disciples is through our small groups. We have over 85 small groups, including student groups, groups for parents of young children, groups in languages other than English. We also have 13 special interest groups for those who share an interest or hobby or are recovering from addiction or groups for those in a similar life stage and more. We also have groups for Trent Youth and kids microgroups for the 8s to 11s. Whether for adults, young people or children, small groups are at the heart of the church where we gather to worship and pray for one another, to study the Bible together, and where so many supportive relationships are built. I know many of you will have your own stories of how you have received care and support through life's ups and downs from your small group, and I just want to share one story with you that kind of typifies the experience of so many. Sue described her experience of being part of a small group as profound. Earlier this year, she was unexpectedly admitted to hospital. 
A small group leader contacted her every day she was in hospital with a Bible verse or an encouraging quote. And she said this of a small group leader. She enveloped me with warm, godly love, and she's kept me persevering even during the darkest of times when I could not lift my head from my pillow. Her blessed spirituality and prayers have given me strength when I no longer had any spiritual or physical strength. This experience has had an amazing and wonderful impact on my life. I have a small group that I love and look forward to every time. Part of discipleship is training and equipping people in the extending of God's kingdom. God's love has touched our lives in profound ways, and we want to share the good news of Jesus wherever and whenever we can. Many of you will have been part of the Love Your Neighbor events that a number of our small groups held over the summer, including cocktail parties, barbecues, flower planting, cinema parties, fun days, picnics, banquets, and tea parties. And these events are not only enjoyable and time to build relationships with one another, they're often they open the door to many of other people being blessed at just the right time. For example, during a Blessing the Community project on the university campus, Charlotte, who was on last year's discipleship year, she started to talk to a young woman, and it turned out that she had just arrived as an international student, and Charlotte was the first person who had spoken to her since she had arrived. She then came along to the carol service and the Alpha launch and continues to meet with Charlotte to discuss her faith. Just before Christmas, Adrian and Megan Young's small group visited a nursing home in Long Eaton, introducing the carols, different members of the group briefly shared why that carol you know, meant something special to them, which was a gentle way of giving their testimonies. And after a short message at the end, an invitation was given to pray for anyone. One lady gave her heart to Jesus. The majority were prayed for over the next half hour. Even our children are getting in on the act. In the summer, we heard about a four-year-old boy from Trent Kids who prayed for healing for another little boy who he met in the soft play area. We want to extend God's kingdom to people from every walk of life, where they can find a place to belong, to feel welcome, to feel accepted, no matter where they are coming from. And we're seeing people of all ages and backgrounds, atheist, agnostic, Buddhist, Muslim, all finding a home here and growing as they journey towards and with Jesus. Back in June, a man from a Muslim background who had recently become a Christian came to the Arches, and a volunteer in the Arches living room spoke to him about church, and then came over here and showed him around the warehouse. And they also spoke to the Connect team so that they could welcome him on Sunday. He came to Trent the next week and felt instantly welcome because the Connect team were looking out for him, and they knew him and greeted him by name. Among other groups, we have a growing community of Mandarin speakers who meet together regularly to worship, study the Bible together, pray for one another, and do blessing the community events to, as well. Those that visit us, let me just finish this first part of the talk with this, comment on how welcoming and accepting you are. Recently, Guy and Debbie's son was baptized, and Debbie's uncle, who was, has uh, previously been skeptical about faith, came to the service and was just amazed that there were people from all walks of life here. 
different cultures, backgrounds, and ages. In his experience, people with money were more highly valued and had the power, but he could see that here at Trent, money didn't matter, and he said, I can see that everyone is treated equally here. Over the last year, we have seen more and more people encounter Jesus on the streets of Nottingham, and we've put together this little film to give you a glimpse of that. We live in a city where we're surrounded by thousands of people who are yet to hear the good news about Jesus. And so a big part of making room for more this year has been about getting out onto our streets and starting conversations with people about Jesus and his kingdom. Jackie Pullinger once said that God wants us to have soft hearts but hard feet. And the trouble with so many of us is that we have hard hearts and soft feet. So we want to celebrate what God has been doing this year through some of the soft-hearted, hard-footed people of Trent Vineyard who've pushed out of their comfort zones and onto the streets of Nottingham this year. Here are Ben and Jim to tell us a little bit more. For the last year, a group of us have been heading into town each week, sharing Jesus with people we meet, and it's been great to see what God's been doing. We love to tell people about Jesus, what he has done and how much he loves us. Often it's the first time people have heard the gospel. And it's amazing how many people want to make an immediate response by inviting Jesus into their hearts and choosing to follow him. Over the past year, at least 80 people have prayed with us to accept Jesus. I remember speaking to a guy in Market Square who was open to chat. As he understood how much God loved him, tears began to roll down his face as he accepted Jesus into his life. Afterwards, he said, I can't tell you how important the timing of this conversation is. Before I met you, I was actually about to do something really silly. We've swapped contact details and we've stayed in touch ever since. As we've continued to go out, it's been great to connect with people who we've met before on the streets. I approached one man who was pushing a buggy and I asked him if he ever seen this Jesus at the door picture before and he said that he had. The previous week he'd spoken to somebody else from Trent and then prayed for him that he'd be able to reconnect with his son who he'd not seen for five months. I asked him, was this his son in the buggy? And it was. God had answered his prayer and it was great just to share some more with him about how much Jesus loved him. We'd love everyone at Trent to be confident to be able to share their faith and we think this is a great way of learning how to do that better. Over the last decade, teams from Trent have been coming here to Market Square each month as part of Healing on the Streets. It's a way of offering prayer for healing to people in a naturally supernatural way. Lauren is part of the team. Hi, I'm Lauren and I've been doing Healing on the Streets now for about four years. So on the first Saturday of the month, uh, we come out into Old Market Square, we set up these chairs for people to come and sit in should they want to receive prayer, and we put up the healing banner. Um, and then um, we kind of all kneel on the ground um, in front of the banner and just um, invite Holy Spirit um, to equip us. And um, yeah, I guess it's always also a sense of us humbling ourselves um, and saying, Lord, we're here, use us for your glory, for what you want to do this morning. Um, and then we will either go up and approach people and gently invite them to just come over and receive prayer or uh, people will see the healing banner and will just come and sit in the chairs and we will pray for them. Um, but each time they're reassured of Jesus' love for them um, and that's what it's really about. It's about us sharing the love of Jesus with them and letting them know there's a God who cares about them. The purpose of Healing on the Streets um, is to show the people of Nottingham that there's, um, that there's a living God who wants to meet with them um, and knows them and just to demonstrate his, his healing power really. Um, we're commanded um, as his disciples to go out and heal the sick so that's, um, that's what we're doing, just being obedient to that um, and just um, inviting his, his kingdom to break into people's lives. 
We do different training events each year, and this year one highlight was the Jesus at the Door training with Scott McNamara. Let's take a look at what happened. Hey, I'm Scott McNamara. I head up the Jesus at the Door ministry. We're just out in the streets of Nottingham here. I've just done some JAD training uh, with a bunch of guys, and now everyone's dispersed onto the streets of Nottingham, and we're just sharing the gospel through this simple tool. We've already seen a few people respond, uh, so we just want to encourage you guys to just get out there and take this wonderful message to the people on the streets. I feel like uh, somebody died, like a child, uh, when you were younger, like a sister or something. Is that what happened? How would I know that? I wouldn't know that, would I? How about come here? Let me tell you why. Okay, let me tell you why. As soon as you, as soon as you came there, I knew that. Let me tell you why, because I know Jesus and He knows you. And what happened is you've been carrying the scars of that since you were young, since you were young. Okay, and it's affected who you are. And you've, it's stopped you feeling loved, it's stopped you. It's affected your family, it's affected everything. And what God wants you to know is that he loves you so much. I went round and said, who would believe Jesus is here from that? And they all said, yeah, me, me, me. I said, who would accept Jesus right now? And they said, me, me, and they all accepted him. These structured tools and ministries are great. And you can see that we've had an amazing year. But the idea is that this desire to be outward looking, this passion for sharing the gospel, should be part of our everyday walk with Jesus. We hope that you've been inspired and if you'd like to find out more about how you can grow in this area or get involved, then we'd love to help. Making room for more this year has been an amazing adventure, but our hope and prayer is that it's just the beginning. If that film has inspired you, inspired you and you'd like to find out more, there's some training tomorrow evening and you'll see the details in the con connect sheet. We're a church that seeks to plant new churches, and over the past year, we have released three churches from here. In September, we released Tim and Hannah Ilsley, who had for a couple of years been leading what we call a strawberry plant in Mansfield, by which we mean a church plant that's still attached to, to Trent, like a new strawberry plant with, attached by its runner. That church is now well established in its own right and is now officially the Mansfield Vineyard. That same day, we commissioned Josh and Katie Kay to plant Hope Vineyard in Oxford, and since then, they've been meeting regularly and have been hosting a number of community events. And then, as I mentioned earlier, last month, we commissioned Tom and Helen Murphy to plant Derwent Valley Vineyard in Derby, and they took from here a couple of dozen, and they're off to a great start. It's been an absolute joy to see a number of our senior staff taking on new roles, and with others filling gaps, we are, despite losing great people from here, in a really, really healthy place as a church. As a church, we're also committed to blessing the whole body of Christ. Debbie and I have two roles. We not only lead this church, but for the last couple of years, we've spent half our time serving as the national directors of the Vineyard Movement in the UK and Ireland. And a significant amount of staff and volunteer time is given to organizing events that bless the other 120 churches in the national movement, as well as churches in other denominations. So earlier this month, we hosted the National Leaders Conference with almost 1,500 people from across the country, including 170 of you who are involved in serving in various ways. And we always receive positive feedback about the volunteer teams at the National Leaders Conference, describing those of you who serve as gracious, thoughtful, and amazing. One delegate wrote, thank you 
for treating every single leader like they matter. We organized the Dreaming the Impossible Youth Festival each May, and this year there were over a thousand there with youth from around the nation, including 50 volunteers and 150 youth from Trent. In October, again, we hosted the Cause to Live for conference for about 800 young adults from across the nation, again, 85 team serving. We hosted the first uh, national compassion retreat, which was attended by people working in various compassion ministries right across the movement across the nation. Our worship teams have spent considerable time blessing other churches, as well as helping to lead worship at the conferences. A number of songs that have been written here are played at those conferences and have featured on an EP which was released after DTI, Dreaming the Impossible. Our worship teams have also led worship at other vineyard churches around the nation, connected with other vineyard worship teams in India and Bolivia, contributed to the Vineyard Worship Youth Worship School and songwriting summits and led worship at events outside the vineyard, including a gathering hosted by Open Doors for the Persecuted Church and the Naturally Supernatural Summer Conference. There's so much more I could talk about, and I wish I could share every story with you, but time doesn't allow. Though, of course, we don't get it right all the time, I believe we are doing what God has called and envisioned us to do. We see his hand at work everywhere, and we're incredible, grateful to him for everything I've mentioned, along with all the areas of church life that I've not been able to touch on. We don't do this in our own strength. We are dependent on the grace and the favor of God in everything we do. Without God building the house, those that build it would be building in vain. We're incredibly grateful to God for his empowering and his provision. As we review the past year, one of the helpful measures of health is the church's finances. And I just want to take a few moments to have a look at that with you. The church's financial year runs from July to June. So the charts that I'm about to show you represent the situation up to the 30th of June, 2017. And they show our general running income and expenditure. So they don't include the money you've given specifically for our building projects or to special offerings. So let's look at how it came in. The total amount, amazingly, which came in this past year is £2,145,000. That's a very large amount of money and it's a very healthy growth in income of just over 11% on the previous year. The green slice, 64.4%, is regular giving, which came through the bank by standing order. The red slice, 13.4%, is other giving that's coming through the Sunday offering or online or through the website and one-off gifts through the bank. And that slice is particularly high this year because of a very generous one-off gift of £100,000 from a member on top of their regular giving. The blue slice, 15.4%, was tax reclaimed from the inland revenue, which has been paid, you know, had been paid on the money that members gave as we are a registered charity. The yellow slice, 6.5%, was profit from trading activities, mainly external organizations using this warehouse. We put it to good use through the week, and thousands of people around the city come in here. And then the purple slice, 0.4%, was generally other income. Let's look at how it was spent, including what we gave away. We spent 1.997 million, 1,997,000. That's just under 2% more than the previous year. 
And this pie is the same size pie as the one I've just showed you. So it represents the total income. So you'll see in a moment that we were able to save the difference between what came in and what went out and use it for capital expenditure. So the orange slice is what we call set apart. 22% of our income is set apart to be given away or spent on activities that benefit those outside our church. And in line with the Bible's teaching, that percentage uh, we've decided to give back to God is given first. So before all the other expenses in the budget, even if we couldn't afford to do everything we wanted to do, with the remainder, that 22% is set apart and can't be used for other purposes. Set apart includes things like giving to Vineyard Churches UK, the costs involved in our ministries to the poor, including staff for various areas of ministry like the Arches, overseas, blessing the community projects, various gifts to other church, churches and organizations. And then the red slice represents 28.7, which goes to pastoral staff, salaries, and the associated costs. The green slice represents 17.6% spent on operations staff and associated costs, administrative uh, business and warehouse. Uh, you know, we have a, a large, absolutely fantastic staff team made up of 74 individuals, many are part-time, so this represents the equivalent of 46 full-time members of staff, not including our trading staff or staff who are funded from other parts of the budget. So whilst this red and green slice, uh, you know, they categorize as salaries, bear in mind that it's all essentially ministry, it's what we do as a church, pioneering and organizing and leading and overseeing and administrating ministry within and outside the church. The blue slice, 21.4%, represents ministries and operations, which is what we spend on top of the staff time on the vast array of areas of ministry, the costs involved with administration and running our buildings. The yellow slice represents mortgage payments, which are 3.4% of our total income. And the purple slice of 6.9% represents the amount we saved, which has already been invested into various areas of capital expenditure, including ongoing building maintenance and development and updating some of our IT and media equipment. So another very positive year. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who gave to make that possible. If you have any questions about the, uh, the finances, you're very welcome to talk to any of our trustees. Uh, you can get in touch simply through the church office. As we look ahead now into 2018, we will continue to follow the blueprints set out in our vision statement so that we can grow into all that God has called us to be and to do. But our emphasis this year is this. For Jesus, for Nottingham, for you. Easy to remember. For Jesus, for Nottingham, for you. Firstly, for Jesus. We are a church, a family, a people who exist, first of all, to worship Jesus. The one who is above every name, before whom every knee will bow and every tongue acknowledge as Lord. Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. The one through whom we have access to the Father. We want to live lives which follow where He leads. We want to join Him in extending His kingdom. We run the race marked out for us as a church and as individuals 
with our eyes fixed on Jesus. And we want this year to grow in our commitment to Jesus and in our individual relationships with Him. Secondly, for Nottingham. Now, being a Nottingham church, this is, of course, our geographical focus, but it extends, of course, to surrounding towns and cities where many of you live, and beyond that to the far reaches of the world. We're called to reach out with the love of Jesus and the message of the kingdom wherever we are. We want Nottingham to continue to be blessed and changed for the better because this church is here, to be enriched by experiencing God's love, compassion, and generosity demonstrated by us along with those in all the other churches. We want this year to grow in our demonstration of God's love to Nottingham and beyond. And finally, for you, for you who are part of this family, we want you to grow in relationship with God and with others, to be equipped to live really fruitful lives and grow as disciples supported by everything that goes on here. This church is for you. And for you is also an invitation. Trent Vineyard is here for those who are not yet part of a church, for those who don't yet know Jesus, don't yet know their Heavenly Father. And our desire is that anyone searching for God would feel invited and welcome here. We want to grow this year in expressing love on an individual level within the church, and especially in reaching out to others with the invitation to come and find a home with us where they can grow in relationship with Jesus. That invitation is always there every Sunday, every event, but we're focusing this Easter more than we ever have on providing more opportunities to invite as many people as possible to hear the good news of Jesus over the Easter season. On Easter Sunday, there will be a family service in the morning as normal. The evening service we'll be putting a little more attention on than we have previously. It'll be a contemporary celebration with an Easter-themed after-hours as well. Both services will communicate clearly the Easter message in a wonderful contemporary way. Two weeks later, we'll have Invitation Sunday, which will be particularly accessible for newcomers and guests. Both these Sundays will be great events to invite family and friends and work colleagues to, especially those who are exploring faith. And for people who visit us over Easter and who want to continue their journey of exploring faith, the Alpha course will start the week following Invitation Sunday. We'd love our small groups to join in with reaching out to others, especially in the lead-up there to Easter and these events. Wouldn't it be amazing if across Nottingham we loved our neighbors by holding Easter parties and Easter egg hunts, Easter blessing the community projects, Easter barbecues, the end, you know, the list of possibilities is endless. And these events would, again, be great events to, you know, invite friends and family to and work colleagues, and then from there to say, oh, we've got this coming up on Easter Day or this next thing, and uh, we'll provide flyers with all the details ready for you to take away and invite people with. So... Hopefully you've now got it and you can remember that. It's fairly simple. This church exists really for Jesus, for Nottingham, and for you. I've talked a lot today, of course, about various activities and areas of ministry which are organized by the church. But, you know, the truth is we as a church spend most of our time elsewhere, not doing things that are organized by the church. 
And we have seen a snapshot of that in the selfies that some of you have sent us recently, which we put together in this little piece. tells us we are ambassadors of Christ Jesus. In all those places represented in that film, and of course many, many more, we, we're out there representing Him as salt, flavoring the environments in which we find ourselves, as light, revealing the way, bringing hope in dark places. As 2018 gets underway, it's clear the Lord has more for us, and there's an invitation here today to Take up the God-given challenge to invest your time, your energy, and your money 
in joining those of us who are already committed to building this little expression of God's church. The invitation to some of you, especially if you've been here for some time and you're not yet committed, is to move from being an attender to becoming a member. We recognize members of the church as those who come on Sundays, are in a small group, have found someone to serve, and are given.